Welcome to The Writer and the Wrench. We are not your usual co-hosts, but we are guest starring tonight. I am Amanda and... Derek Beauchene. Woohoo! Right, Super happy to be here. And we're excited to have you. We are your normal host, Beverly. And Brent. And I think we want to start off just asking you guys so that the listeners know who you are. So tell us a little bit about your story. Well, we met about 13 years ago. We were both servers at Red Lobster. And All of the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and um, Never had them. Yeah. And Amanda started working there and... I tell this story all the time. When she walked in the kitchen, I immediately I noticed there was a light beaming out of her. And no, still. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not like a UFO or something. Had you just come back from the beach? Yes. But I noticed I was there was something special about her, and I I wanted that. So I uh, unfortunately we were both in relationships at the time, but there was a time where it was time to build a good friendship first. How long were you guys friends for? About three years. Yeah. Three years. So it gave us a good amount of time to learn about one another. I was engaged at the time. Derek was in a serious relationship. And so it gave us some time to get to know each other a little bit better. And, you know, by the time we decided to start dating, we already knew each other's baggage (laughs) (laughs) and history. And so that all that awkwardness was out of the way, which was nice. No, it definitely made it a lot easier. But yeah, it was um, the right opportunity presented itself. And Finally, I had just I had just agreed with God <laughs> that I didn't think I was going to date for six months. I was in Paris when I made this decision, and I came home, and like a week after I got home, Derek confessed his feelings for me. <laughs> Did you have any idea prior to that confession? Not really. I always kind of wondered if he may have had some feelings. I played it pretty tight to he, the cuff. Yeah, and I was actually dating one of his friends kind of in between <laughs> my engagement. Wait, 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 wait. You saw her, she was engaged, she breaks off the engagement, and instead of you taking your shot, yes. she ends was, up with one of your friends. You were still with your... Oh, oh okay, our, that, our that makes sense, that makes sense. Boys. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But we found our ways, our way to each other eventually. No, no, I, I think I think it worked out perfect. I think God opened up the door at the... Just the right time. Just the right time. He really did. And I, I look back at that time, and that was... I, I kind of put that that part of my life behind me and I almost I, I really I started a whole new chapter of my life from that moment moving we forward did. yeah and so how long have you guys been married now it'll be eight years in June Ooh, right. congratulations <laughs> love a good June anniversary mm-hmm. yeah what is it this the seven-year hump or something we made it past past itch. that but we made it past that Well, speaking of, (laughs) we are in our second installment of kind of our relationship series. And we last time talked about, uh, what did we talk about last time? Remind me. Chapter one of... But what was chapter one? (laughs) Apparently... Well, the love prescription. The small things often. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The the question that we would ask each other each day. What's one thing I can the do? The bid for connection. That's what it was. Well, I couldn't think of the terminology. Yeah, so bid for connection and how you respond to that. <laughs> Makes it sound like we don't know what the book's about. The turning toward, turning away, Correct. turning yes. against. Did we do a good job this week asking each other what's something we can do for the other person? We did, I feel like we did, we did a few times. Yeah. I wasn't feeling well, so. Does this make it sound like 
You should have been we, asking me every day. We shouldn't day. Hey, be giving advice to people about relationships. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me what I needed every day when I was not feeling well. But I prayed for you. I laid hands oh. on you. <laughs> hey, that counts. While I was having coffee by myself and you were passed out beside me. I mean, that's really what you want out of a wife, right? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> the second chapter is all about this concept of love mapping. Does anybody at the table want to explain exactly what that is? I think this is right up Amanda's alley. I think so too. Okay, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the idea is that we all are comprised of um, different routes and different facets of our personalities and of our lives and that we are ever changing um and i think the idea is that what you knew of your to be true of your partner and of your relationship at the beginning of your relationship is not necessarily the same truth that would be revealed in your relationship today and so the chapter really digs into the importance of continuously revisiting your partner's love map and having a good understanding of their hopes and dreams and desires and um, just everything that they would want out of life, which requires really in-depth conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being intentional. Yeah. And staying curious. Yeah. Which yes. I will say, I feel like I, <laughs> I'll just be honest, I feel like I'm not really curious about you. I mean, I feel like I already have you figured out. I know all of your jokes. I can finish a lot of your sentences. <laughs> I know your routines, patterns. But I also feel like at the same time, there's a lot I don't know about you, but I sometimes just don't take the time to think about the in-between stuff. Right. Well, I mean, you you live with that person every single day, so you know their routines, you know their personality. But that's what the, the chapter talks about, is your questions shift from these big discussion questions to surface level. Did you remember to change the pool filter? Does, does our child need a field trip form signed does this that or the other and so they it turns into like one or one or two word answers instead of like a full discussion about some of these really important underlying matters and I think what you pointed out a lot of the questions that you were using as examples are business related questions like we've got to keep the family running Mm -hmm. the kids running and so that's what I feel like we tend to focus Mm -hmm. on is what is the next thing we need to do as a family instead of who are you? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, when we're looking at priorities, <laughs> keeping the boat afloat feels like the biggest priority. And so a lot of those logistical things come into play instead of the relational. Mm-hmm. Like it takes precedence over being intentional and trying to like... Connect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they point that out in the book. The big question shouldn't be... I mean, you should check in with your partner, but it's not always how are you. It's... Who are you? Mm -hmm. And I think too many of us just walk around thinking we know the answer to that question and we don't necessarily because people do change Mm -hmm. over the years. Or you don't think to want to know if there's changes because just on a little level is did your flower change from when we first met? Which I think it did. (laughs) You're going to have to clarify (laughs) what you mean by that. What's your favorite flower? Okay, that sounds a little better. also is another conversation <laughs> wait well, hold on what is your favorite flower Beverly? peonies 
Oh, in, okay. But that it wouldn't hasn't have, always been? No, I probably would have said roses. Okay. Yeah. But not I red. Po- I feel like Never there was red. a point where you liked daisies too. Right? I did Maybe. like daisies. Yeah, I don't sure. know. It kind of has changed. But I feel like typically you get me roses because peonies are so stinking hard to find. To find. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen one. If you can get them, it's like they're hit very, or miss on whether or not they're in like good condition because they like mm-hmm. go really quickly. They're very delicate. You could have them on your table and sneeze <laughs> and then the petals are gone. Oh. <laughs> they're pretty though. Just like you. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Did you get that one figured out? <laughs> what is your favorite flower? Oh. Wait, 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 wait. oh. Hold on. Derek. Derek. <laughs> that was good, guys. <laughs> um, I, I mean, anything purple. Oh, no. Tell, tell the audience how you know that I really feel about flowers. Well, oh, she doesn't want you to spend no. money. Are you one of those? She's, she's, she's just I not like a... She likes the gesture. She's just not a nurturer of the flower. So I don't have a green thumb. Yeah. Once once the flower is presented and she gets her smile and, you know, is is happy about it, then the flower then goes I just to let die. It die. Yeah. Do we ever put water in the vase? Ask her. Yeah, the initial pour. Yeah. That's about it. So anything purple. You would be anything happy purple. With. She's like pretty happy was, about so it. So that was the first bouquet of flowers that Derek got me were purple flowers and so that has been a long-standing thing in our relationship but do you actually like the purple flowers? I do okay yeah but okay. to be fair I've never asked her what her favorite flower is hmm. oh mm-hmm. big question here I've never asked her that. Right. The next Amanda period. what is your favorite flower I really don't know how to answer I like tulips okay Purple. It seems I've like never, you really do. I know. know I've never. It, well, that's like a family connection too. It has to do with my my cousin who I hold near and dear to my heart. But I, I have never really thought about it. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. So, but yeah, tulips. Let's huh. go with that. And Mother's Day is coming. And oh, tulips huh. aren't, aren't they the, the and my flower birthday's two days? It's a good thing Amanda Ooh. is not Derek's oh. mother. <laughs> Wait, yeah. it's Mother's Day and your birthday is coming up in a couple days. Within two days apart, dear. Oh my goodness. But he can get the flowers from. Their daughter, I sure can. better tulips. Yes. Okay. Thanks, okay. Brent. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Amanda, do you feel like you are the same person you were when you and Derek initially got together? Absolutely not. And well, I think age has a lot to do with that. I was 19 when we first met, 22 when we started dating. Um, I had just started my first teaching career uh, and he was still in the restaurant business trying to figure out kind of where he wanted to go Um, but now you fast forward all those years and I am a wife and a mother and an established teacher (laughs) and yeah no I don't I don't feel like I am the same person whatsoever then you add in all the life experiences in between and yeah no not at all do you feel like you have her figured out or Um, always one day I do, and the next day I don't. But I, I definitely feel like these these past years have definitely helped us to grow a lot with each other, grow a lot in our faith. We may want to give some context to these past few years. Yeah. So well, I'll let you. I'll let you go with <laughs> of that. Of course one. you will. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those of you that don't know, um, our family has suffered loss uh, multiple times over the past few years. So we have Olivia, who is our beautiful daughter. She is six. 
and she is such a blessing to our lives. Um, a couple, about a year after we had Olivia, we um, found out we were pregnant again with our second daughter and soon learned that she had a um, genetic abnormality uh, that impeded the formation of her skull and her name was Emma Noel and she lived for about seven days um, and passed away uh, from the abnormality but she was such a blessing in our lives and little did we know there was a um, genetic form of muscular dystrophy that was passed down on both Derek's side and my side but no one in our families was affected by it so we didn't realize it and uh, we tried again for a third child and we um, I became pregnant with Sienna Sienna Grace our third daughter beautiful girl um, who lived for 15 months and uh, she too had this form of muscular dystrophy and so though we love our girls dearly and we count them as huge blessings um, our past four or five years have definitely been marked by trauma and grief and loss which has been gosh talk about you change you know through mm-hmm. life experiences i i don't even feel your question beverly of how different i am from the time we met i don't even feel that's as severely different as i was five years ago right. feels like a totally different person yeah and i do i feel like you when you go through something like that i feel like either it can push you apart or it can help you grow together and i felt like I really feel like Amanda and I partnered through that and we leaned on each other. We focused on God and we, you know, we took each day and we made the best of it. And one day I might be having a bad day. One day Amanda might be having a bad day, but it seemed like, you know, we always helped each other push through um, each day and get to the next. And I feel like now, Looking back four to five years later now, I feel like our relationship has definitely grown a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, but that's the result of we had to continue learning one another because Mm -hmm. we grieve vastly (laughs) differently. No, we sure do. We (laughs) We are we are the epitome of opposites attract. We are we have so many we have far more things uh, that contrast each other than we do in common, Um, and I think that was really illuminated um through our grief journey and one could say that that's something that would draw us apart but actually um i think through our faith and through things like resources like grief counseling has really helped us to see um how the other person may be coping and and so that required that goes back to the love mapping that really requires us to continue asking the other person well how is this for you and what does this look like for you and how how what do you find most effective and how can i better serve you um because grief derek is a whole different person than my normal derek that i was always used to so i had to get to know him all over again yeah yeah, yeah you guys had an awesome testimony and just an encouragement for a lot of your friends that that are in our circle and um I don't know. It's just it's just amazing. So thank you. Yeah. You know, it's it it is crazy when you think about um, suffering and loss. It's almost something that you would think that God would prevent, and He would try to keep you away from. But going through this, we also understand that through this suffering and loss, 
it's a way to glorify God and it's a way to bring us closer to him because it allows us to take the control out of our hands that we think that we have mm-hmm. and give it back to God. Mm-hmm. And because God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's hard to remember sometimes because as humans, I think we all think that we have control over our life. And God sometimes just, he gives us things that we, as humans, we don't want to go through and we don't want to handle. But, you know, it's it's something that um, is definitely going through that. It's definitely brought I mean, me for sure, it's brought my faith closer and my relationship with God, because without that, I don't know how we could have gotten through these past couple of years. Well, and these things either make or break you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they've totally, and not that they've made us, let me let me rephrase that, but I feel like they, they can break you or you can choose to let them refine you. Let me put it that way. Um, and again, brings it all back to, you just come out of it a totally different person because of your experiences. Do you feel like there was ever a time where you looked at one another and you felt like you just, you, I don't think you know who I am anymore or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm Spec- surprised to hear you saying that. I know I have felt that way. And I think, so Derek and I are very different. I am very expressive, <laughs> probably too communicative. <laughs> I like to talk about everything all the time. <laughs> and Derek is very introverted in that way. Like he, emotionally speaking, he's just, he, he's very reserved. He thinks a lot of things, but doesn't always vocalize them. So I would love to hear. I'm, I'm surprised. See, see, this is all about learning your partner. <laughs> love mapping right now right, on the spot. Look at this. Ready, set, go. <laughs> No pressure. Well, I, I, I think as, um, you know, as the man, you always want to, you always want to try to have a, a tough, firm, like exterior. You always want to try to be strong. And there was a lot of moments, um, in those past couple of years that I was very weak. I was very sad. I was very depressed. I was just asking why. And I think, a lot of times, um, you know, Amanda would come to me for like just comfort and yeah, and just to kind of, you know, she needed she needed to, to come to somebody to just take away some of the, the pain that she was feeling. And so, you know, a lot of times I needed to just try to stay strong for her. But then a lot of times when she would come to me, she would come to me in a way of like, why aren't you feeling the same way that I'm feeling or why aren't you grieving mm-hmm. the same way that I'm grieving? Yeah. Is it, are you like, is it because you just don't like, she's like, I know you care, but you're the, the way that you care looks a whole lot different than the way mm-hmm. that I care. Right. And so I think that was kind of, um, you know, a moment when I was like, well, we definitely grieve differently because I'm, you know, I, I, I do care. I just, I, I'm trying to stay strong. I'm trying to, you know, like, be a rock for you but in inside I'm you know I'm 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 falling apart too I'm I'm sad and I'm you know I'm, I'm torn up about everything that's going on right now but again it just you know it it opened my eyes to I need to be more I need to be better in communication and expressing my feelings towards Amanda so that she can know what I'm feeling and instead of just you know seeing it you know she needs to also hear it too mm-hmm. And I think that was 
that was something that I've, I learned a lot. Yeah, it would actually be very healing for me to be able to to hear that. And so that's just kind of a note for us moving forward to really know that you sharing your heart with me and sharing what this experience feels like for you and looks like for you is actually a bonding point. It's a connection point mm-hmm. for us versus something that would uh, make me view you as weak or anything less than. Yeah. And I think too, that was something that I grew up, I, I grew up seeing. Yeah. Um, my dad is a very just close to the chest person. He, he never really expressed his feelings a lot. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's something I just, saw and kind of inherited from him but um you know the the older i get the more that i realize that just communication is key you need to be open and honest vulnerable vulnerable i I think that's a normal male thought process Mm -hmm. because you you grow up again like probably the same for me is you you see your your father as a as a strong person that you can rely on but you don't really know that the inner workings of like Mm -hmm. how that's actually affecting somebody Mm -hmm. and I feel like I I do the same thing where I try to stay stay strong for the family but there's times where like you're just you're broken and you want to you want to let it out but it's how how does that feel to want to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. to that point and society kind of doesn't say that that's okay right and it makes us look weak when we're open it's really it gives you that sense of bonding that you you really could make with your spouse because you're showing that you are having feelings and and being vulnerable yeah would it be easier for you men if your wives were a little bit more inquisitive or giving you a platform, so to speak, to be able to express some, like I'm thinking about these love mapping questions. And if our questions weren't like my questions to Derek were, are you even like feeling what I'm feeling or, but they were all almost accusatory in nature. And so maybe asking some of these open-ended questions, would that be easier for you guys to be able to express would, would you feel an invitation to be able to openly express your emotions? Well, so for me, I feel like you all have <laughs> enough emotions probably for the both of us. <laughs> We're going to try so, not to take offense. <laughs> so, well, no, I mean, if you, I mean, what was the book? Um, Bringing Up Girls, right? They talk mm-hmm. about the the neural pathways between the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain for so for women it's like a six lane highway and a man it's like a two lane (laughs) dirt road right Right. so So i'm trying to think like if i start unloading on you all of what i'm feeling i feel like it's going to overwhelm you even more Mm -hmm. which is not going to put us in a better situation not saying that that's right or Mm -hmm. that's not a valid point and that you shouldn't know that but Again, that's the first thought. Like, But the question is, do you feel... Because I know that there's a lot you don't share with me emotion-wise with how you're... Because I know you're trying to shield me from everything I'm dealing with. But do you feel like... I don't know what I'm trying to ask. Do you feel slighted that I don't ask those questions or I don't dig deeper wanting to know what's going on or again girl brain guy brain is it you just you're dealing with your own thing and then you put up with it and figure it out and then you're done 
I don't know. I feel like it's it's like why we were wired for war. You know, you just you just you just go through it. You know what I mean? And and you don't really stop to think about like. Do you think there are consequences to that? Uh, I'm sure there are. Or a downs maybe consequences too harsh of a word, but like a a downside to that. I don't know. I mean, you don't go to bed resentful at night, feeling no. like I wasn't asking you about how you felt about certain things. No. Not that I never. I don't want to make it sound no. like I don't ask you. No, you do ask how me. You're but doing. I, don't, I still check in with you, but no, I, I honestly don't think about that at all. But it goes back to the how are you versus who are you. Yeah. You know what I mean. So like, how are you doing is different than like. You know, not necessarily who are you, but like understanding how, yeah, how are you like processing all of this? What does this look like for you? I don't know. I, well, you even mentioned it last episode that I'm optimistic. So oh, if I wasn't, too. if I wasn't optimistic, Fist bump red. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, they just fist bumped. Yeah, you, you can't see it, but they did. <laughs> so. I don't even know where I was this going is not yet. this is not a vlog, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, just being okay. just being optimistic, you know. I mean, I I'm the same way. I'm the same way with Amanda. You know, I, I Amanda shares her feelings with me, and to to be quite honest, I mean, th- there's a, there's a lot of times where if she didn't ask me how I was feeling, I I, I could care less. Even I, <laughs> I honestly could care less because it, my my brain just I'm I'm fine like that. I I don't. There's times where I need to vent. There's times where I need to get, you know, emotions and just what I'm going through off my chest. But other than that, I'm I'm fine. And, you know, it just goes back to, you know, how men and women are, are wired differently. And, you know, they have different feelings and emotions and they need to express things at different times. And uh, going back to Brent's point, I'm, I'm a very optimistic person. Amanda's very... Um, What's the word? Realist. You are you're a very realist a re- very realist person, but I think it definitely helps us both to, you know, to balance each other out, um, as far as in our relationship. It does. And, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I can bring out the fun side in you and okay. but you can also okay. bring <laughs> Bring the reality back to you. I don't know. Amanda's pretty fun. Amanda Thank is you. Amanda's very Thank fun. You. Amanda's very Thank fun. You. But then you can also. You. I've never seen you, you do can. push-ups on a boat, though. I, no. That's Derek's. Yeah. No. It's my mo. That's Derek's mo. I'm, my my goal is to do push-ups around the world. I want to try to do a push-up in every continent at one point or another. It's Derek's party trick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I feel like when we talk about these big, deep questions, trying to understand who your spouse is, I feel like the majority of the time that's going to take place maybe, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but probably like on a date night. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel like is a typical date night or what do you think the context is in which those conversations happen or do they happen? Like I'll be the first to admit, I feel like a lot of times when we sit down to talk, it's those surface Mm -hmm. level business. We got to keep the ship running. We just came back from a couple night retreat and the, like that was the time really for us to talk about some of the deeper stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like- We blew it out of the water that first day. We, yeah, we and did. We, we uncovered a ton of stuff that we're excited about. Yeah. Um, but I feel like during the normal, you know, 
like, like if we were to go out on just, a date yes on the a normal Friday week night, like where yeah. we're tired and we just don't want to have to cook dinner and clean up mm-hmm. it's I feel like a lot of times the conversation is not necessarily trying to mm-hmm. uncover something mm-hmm. about the other person so I don't know what what that looks like for you guys or if you feel like yeah you're we're in the just, same boat we're just trying to enjoy or, the kids around. yeah mm-hmm. yes no very similar Derek knows I get overstimulated very easily. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes I'll try to bring up like a serious topic of conversation at the dinner table, but it, you know, Olivia within two seconds is asking all sorts of questions and this, that, and the other, and or interrupting in some way, shape, or form. And so I do feel like it's nearly impossible to find an uninterrupted chunk of time <laughs> to be able to really talk about some of these things. And so I think that's where when we're being intentional about creating a time and a space to like sit outside on our patio away from the child (laughs) for for a set amount of time (laughs) Um, just so that we can talk about those things because it really does it both of us I feel like our attention is very easily diverted uh, when there's a distraction and so it really is so important to be able to carve out that time and admittedly we are not very good at date nights don't you agree? No, it, because I, I feel like we don't get them that much. Well, we also don't. Let's yeah. be honest, we don't we're pursue not, them that often. We're not intentional, right? No. Yeah. So a lot of times when we do go out to dates, it almost feels weird that we don't have a six-year-old yeah. interrupting us, and <laughs> so we're trying to be like. But I almost yeah, feel I like the pressure. The yeah. 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 <laughs> I almost not talk. <laughs> I almost feel the pressure to plan a date night when I know we have serious things to talk about because it's funny how it feels like that's the only time that we have actually a space to talk about it. Like if we go out to a restaurant, we actually have two hours where we can talk about finances and life goals and all of these things um, that I feel like we just can't really wrap our minds around in the rhythm of our day-to-day life. Yeah. What about yeah. you guys? We're pretty good at planning dates. We're good at planning couple. dates, yeah. but you're, you're good at being intentional with your time, too. I feel like when you guys notice that there needs to be, like, a Dear Sini team meeting, <laughs> like a... Like a husband and wife team meeting, I feel like you guys are so good at being intentional about creating that space and that time to really talk about those things. And that's something that we both really admire about you. Oh, for sure. I feel pretty blessed, too, because I feel like there's not a whole lot that we don't see eye to eye on. No, we're, like, on, we're on the same page on I, a lot of different things. I so. can't even think. I mean, we don't have a perfect marriage, and we have disagreements and conflict, but I feel like when we sit down to talk about goals and the future and family values i feel like we're all almost always on the same page yeah so do you feel like that's a product of some of what this chapter is talking about in regards to like i i personally feel like both of you are good about asking intentional questions with one another i i feel like you both are like deep reflective thinkers And so I think naturally some of the questions that you pose to one another like set the stage for those types of conversations. Would you agree? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. (laughs) Let's Mm -hmm. say it in unison. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) As they gaze into each other's eyes lovingly. (laughs) Well, we did take advantage because this chapter ends and talks about um, 
well, it, it gives you some idea of what types of questions you can ask as the big questions, but they also have the Gottman, is it Love Deck? Is that what it's called? The app? Yeah, the card deck. The card deck, yes, that gives you questions to pose to one another. And we actually tried that out and we went out on our first date night of After reading the book. Yes, right. uh, so, 20, but it was 2023. 20, it was our first, it was when we decided that we were going to try every other week to have a date night intentionally and one of the first places we went to after we got done eating our meal we didn't feel like we were in a rush and we pulled that app up and asked each other a few questions and I was surprised at the things I didn't either know about you and your preferences and what you liked or just your history like do you happen to remember one of those Mm. Is this before or after you thought you had me figured out? <laughs> okay. Shame. Now we might have a problem. <laughs> I don't remember specifically what it was, but there was a question that asked something about when you were in high school. And it, I mean, that's well, the great a thing. Of, generation. I know, but I'm saying, well, yes, but that's the wonderful thing about the card deck is it gives you questions that I don't think I would have ever mm-hmm. thought to ask and not that what you experience in high school is relevant, but it is relevant because it's what made you, it, it contributed oh, yeah. to who you are now. Right. And so hearing those stories, that's a part of your history. And, and that seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Which really kind of was. Wasn't that long ago, right? I mean, Wasn't that long ago? Yeah. Just got the AARP going on here. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> There's he, lots of benefits he, he to got that. It, he, got it, he got his invitation letter There's in lots the of benefits mail to that. Week. I'll tell you what, they Woo-hoo. have no... <laughs> hesitation once you hit that 50 mark i tell you what though brent i i pray that i look as good as you do oh. when i'm 50 years old <laughs> that's real bro love you've right taken there. care of, you've taken your care, care of yourself you my friend <laughs> you know who my students keep saying he looks like which you guys have to tell me if you see it or okay. not but i don't know the character's name because i haven't seen the movie but i know who hawkeye. jeremy brenner is hawkeye Oh, Hawkeye. Yes, you do kind of resemble My him a girls in one of my class periods. You know what I mean? You, you actually do. Okay, so the funny thing is, I have a picture from your sister's wedding. And the funny thing is, is Which they sister? always think that Ryan is you and that I am your sister who has blonde hair. And they're like, Miss Tiersini, I didn't know that you had blonde hair. I'm like, that is not me. Which That's wedding so are you talking about? Your sister's wedding. Grace, okay. Grace, I got okay, yes, sisters. no, at Grace's wedding. Well, I wouldn't have been at your older sister's wedding because I didn't know you at that point. Mm. But they always look at you and they say, <laughs> "It's all about knowing your spells." They ask if you have a British accent because, for some reason, they think you look like somebody who would have a British accent. And then they say, "You know who he looks like?" I said, "Who?" Jeremy Brenner. And I'm like, "I know that name." And then they pull it up and show me the picture. I'm like, "I guess I could see that," but. Okay, we are way off topic at this point. Just want the paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. So I think it would be fun if we asked each other a couple of the big questions that they give just as examples at the end of the chapter. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, feeling a little pressure here. All right, I'm going to go first. I'm going to ask Derek. So Derek. Yes. (laughs) It says, a big question can also be fun, light, or silly. And I feel like this is perfectly in line with your personality. Let's go. So, if you could change into any animal for 24 (laughs) hours, which one would you choose and why? Hmm. It's a good question. I love sea turtles. He does. He really does. It's like almost a weird obsession with sea turtles. (laughs) 
However, you're looking at them at SeaWorld. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> I do. I love sea turtles. Grade, I don't or know the uh, kindergarten trip we went to. I don't know what the infatuation was with sea with sea turtles, but they just I love them. I but I've I've always I've always loved I've always loved um, just looking at birds and. <laughs> <laughs> And Can you give it like a type of bird? <laughs> like, because I'm thinking of like All a right. woodpecker. Right I'm gonna now. give you the most majestic bird, most majestic bird, the golden eagle. It's just, it's a very strong, very strong a bird. Eagle? It's a very yes, it's a very real animal. Um, they can pick up like you mean bald are you talking no, the golden eagle. Look it up. They can pick up goats and just <laughs> yes, they can pick up all kinds of animals. <laughs> They're very sh- <laughs> but <laughs> between Look up a golden eagle. We are not cutting that. Whatever you look up a golden eagle. I need to Google a picture of a golden eagle up. picking up a golden <laughs> Look him up. The golden eagle, it's it, I, it might be the strongest bird. This is so like characteristic of Derek though, because this is, he just knows the most random things about random animals. You've never heard of a golden eagle before? Right, no. Have you? No, you need to confirm for us right now. No, confirm it. Well They can pick up goats. Babe, I don't see a oh, golden eagle. You're right. No. A golden eagle takes it upon himself to pick up an entire goat and fly around. <laughs> Thank you. Are you offended that she didn't believe you? Well, no, because because that goes back to intentionality yeah, and asking asking typical. those questions. So I, I think if Amanda would have asked me that question a while back, she would have known that I think a golden eagle is who I would have been. So it's my fault for not asking that question sooner. <laughs> My apologies for not no, knowing about your passion for golden I forgive goats you. I forgive or no, you. golden eagles. But yes, I, I think a golden eagle is probably what I'd be um, because of their their strength, their ability to fly, and just <laughs> like a mythical creature. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty amazing. So I'm trying to like think about what this would tell me about you. <laughs> what would you do as a golden eagle? Yeah, well, he said their strength and their ability to fly. I will say, Derek is. For the most part, you know, it depends on the circumstance, but he's a very carefree kind of passive personality. So the, I, I think it totally aligns with the idea for him of like just being able to sail free through the sky at any moment's notice is very much in line with his personality. So sure. yeah, I for mean, sure. I feel like that would make sense. Yeah. And you just want to be special. So you want to be the golden eagle. <laughs> 100%. 100%. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad I could educate you on the golden eagle. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> you guys are welcome. Always an adventure. All right, I have a question for you, Brent. What are some of your life dreams right now? I already know what you're going to say. This is where it's the, I think I have him pegged. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you do. Can I Can I tell what I think you're going to sure. say? Well, this is fun. For it's like life, the newlywed game. Yes, so your life dream right now is retirement. <laughs> you are correct. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so no need for deep conversation. I know. <laughs> so so back to my work. initial point. I think I have him pegged. You I know your partner him. too well. <laughs> because I've said it so many times. That you... you have said it quite a bit the last uh, <laughs> last few months. 
Would you, you like to? And to have a poll. Oh, oh yes. You want to go first? Here's the list of questions. All right. Amanda, I'll ask you a question now. Okay. If you could wake up tomorrow with three new skills, what would you pick? Oh, man, that's a good question. Three new skills. I mean, you're, you've already mastered just about everything. <laughs> but if you had to master three new Aww. things, what would they be? I don't... That's... Okay, I immediately go to not like skills like like hula hooping <laughs> or anything like that. I go to more like like perspective. I don't know. Mm. So I feel like a skill that I would love to have mastered is being able to let things roll off my shoulder. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I, I feel like I get caught up in the emotions of things very easily. And sometimes those emotions can dictate um, my perspective and sometimes my actions. And so one thing that I wish that I could just wake up tomorrow having a better handle on um, the skill would be to see something for what it is and see it in an isolated form um, so that I could allow it to just kind of roll off of me and not let it permeate all the other aspects of my life. I also see that as such a gift that you have too, though, because you care about people so much. Yeah, but too deeply. Gift sometimes. or curse sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, but it's both, really. Yeah. It really is. Because yeah. I'm grateful for it too until I feel like it impedes on my ability to function in everyday life. <laughs> yeah. That's the only one skill that you want? I know. What, it was three? Yeah. Gosh, Did you ever want to know. learn like a new language or? No. Uh, oh, that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> never want to learn a new language. <laughs> No, that's fine. Not way to make me feel guilty. Other languages? Yeah, maybe ASL. I've always wanted. Like, I kind of wish that I took that in high school instead of Spanish. Um, other skills. That would be a skill. Well, that's literally the question. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're very right. I don't know. I think I'm one and done. Okay, one and done. That's fine. That has to be three. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Which one I want to ask you? No. What legacy do you want our kids to have or to take away from our family? I feel like that's a super long okay, response. Okay, all right, I got a different one then. <laughs> Loaded. That is such a good question. I feel like it's that's a whole other episode. So that's almost like what we just started talking about recently. Right? Yes, with our family okay. values. So let's yeah, table that yeah. one. Yeah. We're going right. to come back and revisit right. it. Here. What are some unfulfilled things in your life? Mm. Unfulfilled. Can I can I give one? See if I yes. I let's guess see, if, we're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're playing if we're this game, game, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask yep. and answer. Yep. To finish your book. True. I was going to say something along the lines of writing. <laughs> okay. You can go ahead now. Oh, that was it. Well, that that's was... that's probably the the biggest unfulfilled thing is to have a book published and I have a manuscript written I just have not had the time which hopefully the summer is going to be the summer to go back yes it will <clears throat> I hope so and edit it and make sure that it's ready to go um, but that quite honestly would be a dream mm -hmm. come true mm -hmm. uh, to see something that I've written in print yeah so it's unfulfilled, but also I don't think that that's the end of the story. No, I think so. it's well within reach. Yeah. All right, so here's your homework 
for the upcoming weeks is to think about those big questions that you can ask your partner that isn't just, how are you? I'm just checking in. Let's get the things done that we need to get done. And more of a staying curious about your spouse and finding out and asking the question of, who are you? The Love Deck? Is that what it is? Yes. That is one resource. One resource. You can go to the App Store. It's the Gottman Love Deck. Um, Excellent resource. We used it once, <laughs> but it was incredible the and time we'll, that we did use and it. And we will use it again. And we yes. will use it again. I just, it's one of those things we need to remind ourselves. So it was so much fun yes. having you guys. It was so nice to have this time with you and to join you. And to that, I think we should end on a cheers. cheers. Thank you, Brent cheers. Beverly. Yay. Cheers. Yay. Good night. <laughs> See you next. Good night, Ovino. I don't know that I can top that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you next time.